1: Welcome to the Cannon Cast, a weekly podcast from the Cannon, an SB Nation blog about the Columbus Blue Jackets. I am Will Chase, joined tonight by Rachel Buells. What's going on, Rachel?
2: Hey, Will. Not much. Just hanging in there. Good yeah. day of hockey.
1: Yeah, it's a holiday for some of us and not me. But like you said, we had some matinee hockey, so uh, you said you got to watch a little bit of that, right?
2: Yeah, so I had a doctor's appointment, so I missed the third period. So I, when yeah. I left, it was one-to-one, and I was like, ugh, like hope I don't lo- see another five to two score, or whatever the last game was in the third period. I was like, that feels no. like the only direction this is going to go. So I was uh, very pleasantly surprised when I uh, got home and realized that they had won three to two. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I think, I know me and you both have recapped a couple of the games so far. There's only been three, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, and really, I, I think all of us at some point we both we've either, you know, between PD and Elaine and I, and, and you we've, in seeds we've either previewed it or recapped it or whatever but you know we both had the nashville games i had the first game you had the saturday night game and i don't know about you but when i was recapping that thursday night game i i legit was like going to sleep at points where you know and the play was not all that inspiring and you can probably comment more on that on saturday's games i didn't see everything but i saw enough and Third period, of course, is where it all – it was like deja vu all over again. Did you have any specific things that stood out to you from uh, Saturday night?
2: Yeah, well, I was just going to say what you just said was deja vu. Like, I really felt like I – it was like Groundhog Day, and I was watching the same game over again, like literally an identical game, same team that they were against, same – stupid I like it I love it I want some more of it every time they score and you know whatever but I um it was frustrating to watch and then I kind of got the same vibe at the beginning of today's game I just need to say it because frankly i didn't really see enough criticism of it today what was that seth jones penalty shot that was like i was like is he checked in like where is it does he know that he's in a hot like it was he just walked it right up to grace and they just he walked it right up to him and just gave it over to him and i'm like what
1: just gave it to him yeah What is? he's like i don't want this do yeah. you want this puck i don't i'm gonna give it to you he was he was like a gentleman just he, giving him the puck it he didn't was, even give him didn't make him work for it it
2: was one of the most bizarre things i've ever seen uh maybe beside not and this wasn't bizarre this was just hilarious but when marchand uh whiffs that penalty i almost just called right. it a pk because i played soccer a pk penalty kick penalty shot but then seth jones was just like that wasn't even like an accident. Like I understand how Marshawn yeah. missed the puck. Like Seth Jones just looked like he wasn't like knock knock hello is anybody home? It was it was bizarre and to see that out of him especially felt like a um, a weird lapse in like character and quality of play. So that that was right, I didn't right. I didn't have good vibes after watching that play. And I didn't either. Us being tied, I was like, oh god, this is gonna be good. Well.
1: Yeah, and it's like when that happened, I'm thinking, man, this team looks rough. Me and you know, seeds and I and Elaine were slacking at the same time, and you know, I know it's an early. I don't. This is no excuse. I know it's an early game. It's a holiday. Whatever. You have a 56 game, 54 games, 53 games now to go. You better just bring it every game, right? So I don't know if they were uninspired or what. But you're right. I mean, it's like I was thinking penalty shot. Okay, that might actually. Maybe they'll score on that because we know the power play doesn't work. They right. still haven't scored on their power play so far, which is not a surprise. But no. uh, so on the penalty shot, I thought, OK, and it's Jones. He might, he might actually do something. And yeah, the, I don't think the shot even happened. So yeah,
2: it was don't weird. know what happened there. It was so weird. But
1: yeah. And so going back to the uh, to the Nashville, to the, the two games against Nashville, it, it, so far, this season is playing out status quo in terms of, forget the power play not working, the offense is still trying to figure out itself. Goaltending seems to be a key for the most... I mean, it's three games, and I know Elvis didn't have a great start, but no. basically what I'm getting at is Columbus has nine wins all time in Nashville, which is just absurd. Yeah, they have, And this is this is talking, you know, they were central division rivals for the first decade of existence. They cannot win in Nashville. That continued this past weekend. And they dominate Detroit since 2011. They're now 22-4-2, which is absurd because I didn't realize. I knew they had played well against the, uh, Detroit, and they're 12-1-0 since 2016-17. But I didn't realize basically the second half of their existence, and their you know they've dominated Detroit. So, you know, that's just, so far it's playing out kind of, I guess, what you would assume in terms of, they don't play well against Nashville. They've played well against Detroit, and they have another game tomorrow against Detroit. So, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping the third period today, we referenced a 3-2 win. Hopefully, that kickstarts them a little bit. PLD scored a goal. I know the vibe around PLD is not great, but maybe that helps to get the offense going, bring and good Tech vibes CA, back.
2: was he the other Tech goal? Texier.
1: Nice. Bjork Strand had a uh, Gordie Howe hat trick, which was awesome. And I love the... I don't. I guess you didn't see it, but... So Dylan Larkin and Zach Orensky are best friends. Uh-huh. Larkin left tickets for Wierenski's, for Wierenski's family, and then they got into a scrap at the end of the game, and they were laughing, and Zach said after the game that he might have to get that picture and get it blown up to put it up in his house. But it's always fun when you see, like, best friends going at it.
2: Um. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I didn't see it happen uh, in the game, but that's, that's funny, and I know that that's a kind of a home game. For Zach playing in Detroit, having played in ann arbor and that's my home team too my uh red wings that was who i was a fan of growing up in toledo and um being friends with gordy Howe's grandchildren
1: yeah and and so i don't know that obviously it's three games and we just got to see more and hopefully more of i guess a third period i think the the puzzling thing i, I remember from your recap Uh, obviously, like you said, or you know, the jackets didn't play well against Nashville. Tortorella and I remember you were saying Tortorella. Did you watch the same game that we did? Because he is saying even through three games, even including today's win, that he likes of the three games they played better on Saturday than they've played, you know, so far. And I mean, third period today was good. They didn't play all that great going into that part of that, you know, that third period. And then Thursday's game wasn't great, obviously you saw the Saturday game you recapped it did, were there anything that stood out to you in terms of you said deja vu but like did you think that there was anything inspiring or positive to see from um, from Saturday's game
2: yeah I mean I thought they were getting a lot of shots off and uh, like uh, I, I don't remember exact numbers but I in the beginning I think they had seven, seven or eight shots to like Nashville's one shot like in the beginning I mean they were just peppering uh, Soros that's his name right right yep Wow. I'm impressed with myself for remembering that they were peppering (laughs) Soros with shots early on. And he was, he was, I mean, he, he played well. I think that was a common denominator. Yeah. Yeah. Both Thursday and Saturday, he looked good. So I, but yeah, Tortorella, was, he was more positive than I was uh, having watched that game through. And then just, I mean, the, the three goals in the second period were scored in like less than four minutes. So like Elvis just looked Like he was falling apart and he said something cheeky when he got off the ice, something about how his opening game last year, he let in seven goals. And like, so five is good. I'm like, ah, no. no. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't feeling that either.
2: Yeah. That's not the standard that we're trying to (laughs) set around here. So.
1: I mean, with that said, you got to just let it go. You can't live with that. So I'm I'm good with that. But at the same time, I wasn't in the mood for the cheekiness either. I was like, yeah, no, we're, we're not. We're not doing that.
2: Right. Um, yeah. And so, but it doesn't matter how I feel about how they played. Right. Uh, it matters that what Tortorella feels about how they played. Um, and if he was happy with it, I don't feel like he would have lied. I don't feel like he, I mean, that's the nice thing about him is you can always count on a hundred percent candor from him, but he, uh, he doesn't, you know, blow smoke up their ass if they're not deserving of it. So, uh, if he was, I think that's what they, I mean, but that's always what they have to do, you know, is turn on the scoring and turn up the defense and not let in those stupid goals because they they're not blue jackets are just not a team that goes out and scores lucky goals. Really? You know, it's not like they have people who are, Oh, wow. Look at, you know, that was a great shot that went in. It's like, no, they have to fight tooth and nail for every single goal that they score. So they can't be letting in. Stupid shots because Elvis has a bad day or whatever or Corpy or whoever it happens to be. So that's how I felt about Saturday. this is me probably being a little negative about it, but what are you gonna do? I was I was looking forward to at least one win in Nashville, and that was not the case.
1: Right. I was hoping they they would at least split as well. Um. You know, if they win tomorrow night, then okay, they're two and two. And I guess it's like baseball for me right now with the two game thing. It's like, you got to split these series, take two, take the two where you can, but at least mm-hmm. split. So right. some funny or not funny, but some interesting notes. I'm looking at the, uh, some things on the blue jackets website and Delzato had another point. He's got three so far, which is kind of interesting. Cause I think a lot of us were, yeah, again, it's early. I don't expect him to be a point per game guy, but so far he's kind of making a good impression. Uh, Boone Jenner his assist was his 225th point another guy with a goal in the first game first goal of the year went to Boone Jenner on Thursday Seth Jones's penalty shot was the first in Blue Jackets history by a defenseman not a great penalty shot as we established but no. kind of interesting God,
2: that is interesting and that's what was my other thing I'm like why is he taking like why is this the guy that uh is I mean I know that he right he was the penalty was against like he was fouled
1: I believe, um, yeah, I, I, I think he was the guy that was, uh, he was the one that was gonna take that shot, because he was the one that was I didn't see that, I wasn't able to I see every I don't remember, I don't even, yeah, me
2: either me either, but I just saw him I like, kind of zoned in when the shot was being taken, and I'm like, what is going on here? Like, how did he, he looked like he was underwater. He looked like he was in like when you're in a nightmare and you are trying to run and you feel like you're in quicksand. That was how it played out in front of my eyeballs today with Seth Jones. And I was like, Oh my God,
1: what's going on? Yeah. And, and, but yeah, at least the penalty kill was perfect. They're eight for eight. The power play is not scored a goal yet. So it's kind of, Early trends are what we would have all, you know, it's like status quo is what it feels like. It's the jury's still out, basically. But there's just there's just less time to get it right because there's only fifty three games to go now. And right. Corby Corby's looked pretty good so far in two games. I kind of wondered if Merslekan starts tomorrow night, being that it's a true back to back. There's no day off in between. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I feel like you probably go with him. Maybe they maybe they go back to Corby
2: your guess is as good as mine
1: because then they play tampa bay thursday did they play tampa bay thursday saturday so that's another nbc game on thursday so they're getting all these blue jackets tv games out of the way early but uh yeah i don't know if i had a guess i would assume they go back to elvis tomorrow but i kind of feel like you write the high hand if it wasn't for the for the fact that there's a game tomorrow night and let's say it was wednesday i would say corby but um yeah i think elvis will be fine overall i think he just has to get some playing time in for sure uh, and and
2: that's what the blue jackets are always they always want to have these like kind of easing into the season where they have two weeks of like choppy games and i'm like guess what you don't get to do that this year because like you said we're playing a shortened season so they need to really everybody i mean it's not just the blue jackets but everyone is expected to kind of hit the ground running and Mm -hmm. the jackets have had to get a couple of these low quality games out from their system. uh, And, you know, I I also understand that there's uh, several new guys and they're all like learning to play together and that the preseason wasn't what it normally is. And neither was, you know, there being like a couple of exhibition games, preseason games. So, yeah, yeah, I I get it. I get it. But it's also kind of they just seem to be plagued by the same old problems. Oh, and then another thing I wanted to mention, who's been very impressive to me, over the last three games as Boone Jenner mm. has been doing well. And what he scored the first goal against Nashville. Yeah. Right.
1: right yeah. And he's back on the wing too, which might right. help yes. him playing more of his natural position. Yeah. I was looking at today's stats and I can see why Tortorella is not overly impressed because Detroit, they have the better numbers in every, almost every category in terms of Corsi, high def shots, two to one, it was 64% to the Columbus is 35%. Uh, Detroit won the expected goals for. I mean, it even outshot Columbus. So, Columbus, they got the goals that they needed, obviously, and you'll take that win. But yeah, they've got to do more offensively. We've been hearing about how they want to open up the offense. And so far, not much to say there on that front. The bad news for them is they have a Nashville a bunch more times to go this year. So, they better get these wins against Detroit and Chicago and everybody else if they're going to have a shot at this.
2: Exactly. Um, these are the teams that they need to be getting the max amount of points against and not throwing them away so good result today I feel like I've just been like negative Nancying all over this podcast (laughs) today but I I feel I've missed out on the catharsis I watched all of Thursday's game I watched all of Saturday's game and wrote about it and then I watched the first two period periods of today's game so I missed the conclusion the win which was my fault well it was, you know having to go to the doctor and being a human being that needs medical right, maintenance right. um agree but I, I i missed the the fun part of the three games so far so i get i'm happy that they won today that's good we need those wins against detroit but they also haven't played at home yet not that it, i don't know i don't know how much it makes a difference since there's no crowds it's so weird yeah. seeing the games without crowds but right um Yeah. So who knows if home advantage is really so much of a thing as much as it's just who gets out there with fresher legs and feels better.
1: I think it, yeah, I think it does still play in just because from the human aspect, talk about being humans, right? I feel like any player, coach, they're ready to be back in their own house, their own bed, get back to their own arena habits, all that. So, uh, So and they'll have Tampa Bay on, you know, this coming after. after the game with Detroit on Tuesday they will have Tampa Bay another national televised NBC game on Thursday and then they'll play them again on Saturday and they have a few games actually with the the Florida Panthers coming in behind Tampa so they'll have some home games and then they have Chicago to close out the month and Chicago's terrible they might be one of the worst they are one of the worst teams in hockey maybe the worst it's still kind of early but uh, they're not good today's episode is brought to you by cars.com I was so ready for this podcast to be kind of negative because we were all hyped, I think, going into the season. We were all kind of maybe skeptical, curious, uh, wondering how this was going to play out. The PLD drama aside, the way the first two games played out were not good, and, you know, I was ready. If they lost today, I was thinking, man, this is going to be a downer. But they did win. The vibes are a little bit better, at least for right now, this second but and it's good that PLD did score a goal, but I just think uh, yeah. that that no matter what they say, I feel like that's going to be a distraction. I hope it's not. I just think yeah. it's human nature. it's just gonna be there right every single televised game, especially today I, I caught you know Pierre Maguire, everybody's favorite, was saying he goes back to the the uh, Toronto playoff game last year when they showed him they showed Tortorella yelling at PLD on the bench um I don't know if that's the reason. Of course PLD is gonna say that's not it it's not towards maybe it is maybe it isn't who knows just the fact that it's even a topic is just the annoying thing and we've talked about this before but um but regardless and seats pointed this out actually was sharing the tweet from hedger but in our slack pld was benched in the final seven or so minutes of the second period but then scores the goal in the third period just like he scored the hat trick after the torts thing last year so i don't know i i don't know if there's anything with torts or not uh he seems to respond at least so I'm hoping that this team responds off today's game and it starts some kind of new, you know, a new streak. I know it's going to be tough with Tampa Bay coming in. And even Detroit, mm-hmm. they're not, they may not be good, but I think they have, they're interesting. I feel like Detroit's going to turn it around sooner than later. And, you know, they're, they're kind of hanging tough today.
2: Uh, Yeah, definitely. And I, I agree. I I caught the part where they were talking about where they showed uh. Again, I wasn't paying super close attention. I looked up at my TV and I saw Torts yelling at PLD and I'm like, no, that is not what he needs right now. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is a flashback to, right. <laughs> to the playoffs. But I was stressed. I was like, why is this happening right now? So I'm glad, I agreed. I'm glad that, that he went out and scored. And I really hope that it's, even if it's a distraction, like you said, it's just natural that that's a literal, naturally, distracting event to be happening. I don't think based on my limited knowledge of or, Luke Dubois is a human being instead of just like a hockey machine. Is that like he's very serious about what he does, and he's very serious about his level of play. And I would be, I don't get that, I don't get the sense that he's the type of guy who would punish anybody or punish himself because that's not a good look if you're not playing your heart out. And he is one of the guys who does. Um, and I know that he takes hockey really seriously and he's young, and frankly, I, I just part of me is like damn I really wish that he wanted to be here and then the other part of me is like damn he is a 22 year old kid who has the the world as his oyster the hockey world as his oyster right now and if you know he can decide to do what's best for him and um I don't it would be nice to have some clarity on what he's thinking as far as why the blue jackets aren't a good fit for him right now. And I know that everybody has their theories, but I take everything with a grain of salt too. Maybe this is an unpopular opinion to have on a sports podcast. Uh, people can let me know in the comments, but like more power to PLD to do what he wants um, and not to do what he feels like he has to do. If he'd be happier somewhere else and would play better somewhere else, that's a decision that he has to make. And I'll be sad to see him go. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, And I love watching him play for the Blue Jackets. But I also don't want him to be miserable here. I don't think anybody wants him to be miserable here. So we'll see what happens.
1: Well, hopefully today was a sign of, you know, like you said, he wants to play the best that he can. And yeah, hopefully this kickstarts a little bit of some good juju, whatever, mojo. Yeah. Beat, beat Detroit tomorrow night so I, I will be curious to see the lineup in terms of of course using goal uh I kind of assume they go with Elvis just to just because of the true back-to-back and you have Tampa Bay coming up and yeah Tampa I Bay agree is the standard right now so uh they just took two from Chicago so do you have any other thoughts from around the league that you may have noticed in terms of other games other teams again it's a short sample size i saw some of the washington pittsburgh game sunday uh, afternoon from pittsburgh which the penguins won their first game and yeah i guess for me it's kind of like we're not they're not in the same division anymore at least for this year but pittsburgh is kind of figuring out themselves too they're not quite they've been kind of trending downward a little bit the last few years, so kind of interesting to see. I'm really, I just really like the two game series and the uh, kind of the new divisions, just kind of a new wrinkle for a 56 game season.
2: I agree, I, I'm enjoying the new divisions. Um, and I also think that for the given the circumstances, first of all, I'm sure you like this because this reminds me of baseball like multiple playing teams, uh, back to back, but I, uh I like this format too. I like the the division layout. I think it's, you know, kind of shakes things up a little bit and yeah. kind of let lets teams work on their identities and work on their <sighs> the space that they hold in the against the teams that they play. And I mean, I think that the Metro was hard. Like, I think that that was it felt kind of top heavy. Um, and then now I think that with the sh- the shuffling around i didn't know to, to answer your question earlier about if i had noticed anything else watching any other games no i haven't watched any other games but <laughs> but i uh just paid attention to, to the blue jackets this weekend so um yeah I but i didn't i didn't know that tampa bay uh, beat chicago twice but i guess that makes perfect sense i didn't know that. yeah
1: yeah so so far they're only going so through monday martin luther king day tampa bay and nashville or two and oh Florida had just the one game because they had some games postponed against the Stars, and of course Dallas again hasn't played a game yet. Chicago's zero and three, and the Jackets are one and two. Carolina's one and one. They split with Detroit. So small sample, but it's gonna go fast. I just feel like the season's just gonna just end. It's just gonna be May before we know it. But um, oh, I know. All right, so we're we're just about at the end for this week, but Rachel, you had a final thought you wanted to share, correct?
2: Yeah, so I felt like I had been bringing some negative energy speaking about these last three games, so I do want to say a very good thing that came out of um, these last three is that on Thursday I made two loaves of cinnamon bread during the— first game against Nashville and they turned out amazing. They're fabulous. And, uh, yeah, I ate those all weekend. So, and my roommate's been enjoying them too. So that's my, my good thing. Um, it's a cinnamon sourdough bread. Oh man. It's so good. Will I'm going to send you some
1: good. Yeah. Will you? Cause, uh, I went some bread.
2: Yeah. It's like an awesome, like a <laughs> coffee cake. Oh my God. Whatever. I, I, there's, it's so good. <laughs> so I was, I normally sounds... don't stress bake. Uh, And I was stress faking during the Blue Jackets season opener because I just am stressed. It feels weird to have sports that I care about back in my life. I obviously cared very much about my alma mater, Ohio State football championship game last a week ago tonight. Giant, giant bummer of a result. But you know what? For me, and I didn't even really realize um, how much I had been holding on to my resentment surrounding last year's Clemson Ohio State game where I I really don't get that pressed about sports I really don't I mean even if it's a team that I really love I can be like yep one team won and one team lost like I get it that's how it goes but I just felt like Ohio State was robbed of at least good officiating last year if not a whole win so to watch Ohio State just throw it down on some freaking team who i hate their head coach they're i'm sure the players nice guys whatever but i hate their head coach i'm not even gonna say his name he doesn't need the clout and for him to rank Ohio State 11th and then to get beat by them, I'm like, that's hilarious. That is just yeah, you was manifesting funny. your own failure. Go right on ahead. Keep doubting them. So watching them lose to Alabama sucked, but watching them beat Clemson the week before that was an amazing way to start 2021. It was an amazing way to start 2021.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I didn't really expect it to beat Clemson. I thought it could be close, but the fact that they beat Clemson was really surprising, and then it gave me hope for Alabama, and that was just a downer. Yeah, but, uh, I wasn't really you know, expecting we, them they to beat
2: Alabama. That was that would have been like a real a yeah. real miracle. But I wasn't expecting them to beat Clemson either. So that was a huge. I it wasn't that I was expecting them. I, they just did it so handily, and they looked it looked they made it look pretty easy. So I was like, all right, perfect. This is yeah. what I didn't know that I should be hoping for. I didn't realize this was going to be possible. So. Um, and I didn't, I didn't right, want to right, disappoint right. myself year two, uh, in a row. And yeah, anyways, all right. Well, that's all that. No, <laughs> those are my positives about sports since I can't talk positives about the blue jackets right now.
1: So my final thought, uh, I'm glad green Bay is about to go to the super bowl after they knock out Brady and the bucks. You can, you know roast me on that. That doesn't work out, but I think it will. We'll find out. But um, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm just glad Columbus won, obviously, because it, it it just, I was so excited going into the season. I hate when they get off to a bad start and then it makes me not really want to watch or just, you know, it's like not as fun. So at least for today, it's fun. And I hope they can beat Detroit and split with Tampa Bay. But, um, you know, I, I think this I team, before we let, before we uh, before we go, I feel like Columbus can be that fourth place bubble team like they've been the last few years. It's just, we want to see more and I'm getting tired of the lack of days of power play or the offense struggling. So it's just time to just get it in high gear right now.
2: Yep. I agree. So. It's kind of stagnant. Um, the last couple of years, it seems I mentioned this earlier, but it seems like they're just kind of plagued with the same problems always. Uh, so I'm ready to see them break that mold. And what better year to do it than when the divisions are shuffled and when the sh- season is short and weird. And, you know, might as well. This is a good time to switch things around. So, yep, that's yeah, all I it's, have. It's
1: a perfect time to, yeah. So it's a perfect time to win, just win some games and see where it all shakes out. But uh, that's going to do it for us this week. We will be back next week. And that is a wrap. Subscribe to The Cannon Cast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can catch every episode. Leave us a review and a rating, and as always, we welcome your thoughts and feedback. Go to JacketsCanon.com for more Blue Jackets coverage from us, and follow us on Twitter at cbjcannon. Our theme music is the song Green Eyes by Angela Perley and the Howling Moons. Check out AngelaPerley.com for more music and show dates.